0: Hey, it's Mike here from Music Radio Creative. Just before we get into this episode, I wanted to let you know about a free, exclusive audio download for you as a podcast listener. If you'd like to claim it, head over now to mrc.fm forward slash play. That's P-L-A-Y, mrc.fm forward slash play, and enjoy the episode.
1: Want the exact Adobe Audition multi-track template we use to produce audio of Music Radio Creative? Get it at mrc.fm
0: preset. Hi, I'm Mike Russell from Music Radio Creative. Welcome to the Adobe Audition podcast where I'm interviewing power users of Adobe Audition. We'll reminisce back to Cool Edit Pro and take you right up to date with Adobe Audition CC. If you'd like to learn about audio production, everything from vocal effects to radio imaging, commercial production to music mixing, join my next audio production course at mrc.fm/learn. That's mrc.fm/l e a r n. Master Adobe Audition, training, workshops, one-on-one coaching,
1: courses. Head to mrc.fm.
0: My guest today is... Amy. She's from a small town where great talent is raised. That's Charleston in West Virginia. Yep, the Jennifer Garner home and Sam Trammell's hometown too. She grabbed her BA in speech broadcasting from Marshall University in 94 and then in 99 began her voiceover journey. She's a powerhouse voiceover talent. You can hear her on local, regional and national radio and TV commercials, promos, corporate e-learning, training videos, character voices, video games, on-hold messaging plus She continues to study with top voiceover talents and casting directors from New York and Los Angeles and has also been a finalist in That's Voiceover Twice. That's a lot to have under your belt. In August of 2017, Amy also became the voice of the Target store self-checkouts across the United States. It is a great honor and pleasure, Amy, to welcome you to the Adobe Audition podcast.
1: Thank you, Mike. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Well, it's wonderful to have you. So let's get started straight off. Um, as a voiceover, how are you using Adobe Audition?
1: Well, it is my main editing software. It's what I use every single day.
0: So obviously, Adobe Audition has tons of features, and I'm really excited to uh, maybe explore some of the features you're using the most as a voiceover artist later on in this podcast. But maybe let's start off by by focusing on um, some of your career and some of the projects you're working on and have worked on and hope to work on. So I'm, first of all, very interested in the kind of advice uh, that maybe you've received uh, throughout your time as a voiceover artist. You say you've been in the industry uh, since 1999 and you train with many uh, casting directors uh, from coast to coast there in the US. Uh, So what's the best, if you you could maybe pick out one piece of really good advice you've received in your voiceover career so far, what would it be?
1: You know, the best to me, Um, is the most simple. And it was from a casting director in New York. Um, Great guy. And uh, he told me to simply just read. That's all I needed to do. Just read. And then the producer director is going to direct you where to go.
0: I like that. So tell me a little bit more about what you mean by just read.
1: Well, I took a class with him, actually a couple of classes. And the second class that I took is where this came up. And I I looked at the script and I was kind of looking through it. And I'm like, okay, ready to go. And he goes, why are you doing that? And I'm like, I, you know, make sure I can feel it out, and get the feel for it. He goes, just read. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I just read and he goes, how'd that feel? And I'm like, good. And he goes, if you want to change it up, we can change it up, but just read.
0: That's really cool. And would you, Amy, go along the the school of thought that actually some of the best deliveries and best scripts are read as if you're, you're speaking or you're telling them to your best friend as opposed to really trying to put some energy in and make it sound like a voiceover? What's your opinion on that?
1: That's for sure. Um, that is the, gosh, that almost seems industry standard now, doesn't it? Um, it, it seems like almost every job that I do now is we just want you to sound very conversational and you're in a coffee shop talking to your best friend. Um, However, I still do the very announcer read, but not as often. Um, I kind of miss that because that's how I I was trained in radio. Yeah, the conversational read is definitely high on the list. And I think it's honestly rather hard to do sometimes, at least with my background. Um, it, It takes a lot of Uh, out of, well, maybe that's where the just read comes in, because I, you know, I I tend to look at a script and it turns into like a musical piece and I want to put a symphony to it and and all i need to do is just read it and chat with my friend in the coffee shop
0: it makes a lot of sense now i'm guessing um just looking at your your bio there yeah you know you've worked on uh, tons of different projects from um you know radio and tv commercials uh, and to e-learning training have you have you done much with audiobooks as well
1: you know i did three audiobooks and after the third one i was like I don't think I'm made for audiobooks. <laughs> it's, it's very time consuming and my voice tends to get very tired after about an hour. Um, I have to slow down and stop and, you know, add some more lemon in my tea. And um, so I get very fatigued with audiobooks. Um, now, that's not to say I would never do one again. However, it's just not my top pick.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because, yeah, a lot of reading, like you say, over a long period of time and having all those tricks like, yeah, lemon in your tea or in your water to refresh, really, really helpful. So um, thinking about those those challenging projects, have you got maybe one of the the most challenging projects you've worked on that maybe you can you can share with us? I'd, I'd love to hear about, you know, something that was really, really challenging for you.
1: Uh, it actually would be one of the audiobooks. It was for the Texas school systems and... It was a very easy read, but it was just very long. Um, It took me about three months, maybe even six months. I can't quite remember. It's been a couple of years ago. Um, But it, it was on a tight deadline. So with the tight deadline being there and then my voice that gets fatigued easily after an hour or two. And then, of course, I have my other jobs and auditions that I'm working in around the audiobook I I almost never left my studio. My husband was sliding food under the door for me. Um, <laughs> so that was quite a challenge. And of course, um, I was editing as well. So if I hadn't been editing the project, it would have probably been easier. But there was tons of editing involved.
0: Yeah, that's nice if you can just record, you can just hit record and then stop and upload. And then it's a producer or editor's job to uh, to go through and edit and tidy up and clean and get rid of or quieten down breaths and all of that. That's, yeah, that's interesting. So audiobooks, definitely, that's interesting. You mentioned Texas School Systems. Um, I don't know uh, for that particular book if this was the case, but uh, are there any projects you work on where you have lots of technical words to read or things like that? I don't know if you're working for an electronics company or, uh, you know, talking about chemicals or something like that. Do you ever get projects like that that kind of really you have to almost look at pronunciations of words as well as thinking about how you're delivering the script?
1: I do. Um, in fact, um, I, I've done several medical narrations um, where you have to stop, you know, Google or right, how do you say this? How do you say this? Um, and also, um, gosh, it's been at least four years ago that I've worked on uh, A wine project with tons of um, French and Italian words, and the session probably lasted four hours because of all these words. And, you know, when you get tired during a session, too the pronunciations just don't want to roll off your tongue as easily as well. So that was probably one of the top challenging projects as well.
0: I can definitely imagine. (laughs) So um, before we get on to other projects that maybe you'd be inspired to work on, I'd like to ask you, um, certainly as as much as you can or you're you're able to share, uh, about uh, being the voice of Target Store Self Checkouts. Uh, I'd like you to share a little bit about what that project was like Working on that, uh, what you had to do, uh, because I'm really curious. I'm sure a lot of people listening are as to what kind of work or what what you have to do going into that. So as much as you're you're able or comfortable to share, I'd love to know more about that project too.
1: Sure, um, you know that was actually one of the easiest sessions I've done, and and I had no idea that it was going to be <clears throat> excuse me uh, a national project. I thought it was simply a regional project until I received the contract, and I was like, oh is going everywhere. Um, But it was a very easy session. Um, It was simply reading prompts, um, you know, for the self-checkout. And uh, the session probably lasted an hour, hour and a half. And um, I did my little prompts and, and that was it. And it was fun. And had no idea it would turn into something so cool.
0: That is really cool. That's amazing because I mean, this is this is the norm now worldwide. Any uh, store or supermarket you walk into, they have the self checkouts. Um, but you, absolutely, someone has got to be there behind the microphone creating those prompts. Um, I still remember we we have um, I, I guess a similar supermarket in in scale and size to Target uh, in the UK, where I'm from, is is Tesco, and uh, and that that has one of those voices at the checkout and the uh, thing that always gets me is when it says unknown item in bagging area. Did you have to read that?
1: I think I did. There was about 50 prompts some that I read and yes I'm sure that was one of them.
0: <laughs> you you have a load of cool stuff that you, you've been working on. Uh, I'm really interested to know though because it always interests me to know uh, what are the cool projects that you'd like to work on those inspirations or those those goals. So is there anything in particular Amy you'd like to work on that maybe you haven't told anyone about yet?
1: Oh my gosh, yes. I would love to do TV promo work. I think that would be great. Coming up tonight at 10, I think that would be so much fun. Um, And then, of course, who doesn't want to be a Disney princess? Or a mom, um, <laughs> I would love to work with Disney and maybe be an, a mom voice. I think that would be spectacular.
0: Have you had a think at all, like with the Disney princess? I mean, I don't know how far the dream has gone, but have you visualized, like, what, you know, what situation where, where, might it be? Like a, I don't know, a princess in a in a castle or uh, a princess in some other land, or maybe something like I don't know, the Little Mermaid, some underwater princess. Have, have you gone that far with the thought of what what it might be, or, yet, or?
1: You know, I always focus on Belle. Because I love Belle from Beauty and the Beast, so that that's my go-to inspiration for a Disney princess, um, or the mom in The Incredibles.
0: Absolutely! Wow, really cool, really good stuff. So um, I, I'd love to talk to you. I mean, you have a, a fantastic voice. Uh, I can hear it now uh, when I when I talk to you, and uh, obviously, I'm I'm interested to know. You started in voiceover in 1999, but I'm sure that you've been interested in audio uh, and maybe the voice uh, for a lot longer than that. Did you uh, did you work in, in radio before you uh, got into voice full-time, or what was your background before uh, all of that? Obviously, you have the BA in speech broadcasting, but did you have any other experience outside of just diving straight into voiceover?
1: I did. Um, I, of course, I did work in radio for 16 years. Um Everything just, it's so strange how it happened because when I was growing up, um, I loved to sit in front of my stereo and record songs because I loved to sing. I started doing that at age seven, and I still have my little tape recorder that, you know, you'd hit record and it would pick up all the sounds in the room. And so I have some great memories from that that I can even listen to today. Um, So I've always been in front of a microphone just recording songs, or I used to have my friends over and we would play newscaster um, with my little recorder. Um, and then of course, college just popped in and I always wanted to be a singer. So when I went to college, I was like, what am I going to do? I've got to do something. You can't just sing in college. So uh, I saw a radio station. So I went toward that table on orientation to orientation day. And again, it just, it, it kind of happened
0: Nice. You you got the radio bug. So, uh, working in radio, have you done every single, pretty much, role inside radio? Become a great audio producer. Learn the secrets of creating great sounding audio. Go to mrc.fm/slash learn.
1: Yes. um, Other than being the big boss, um, I've just been, uh, let's see, a music director, a production director, um, and I've been a DJ. uh, Gosh. I've worked in TV a little bit as well, and I don't know the technical term, but pulling down the weather maps, um, I did that during college as an internship, and I thought, oh, maybe I could be a meteorologist because I'm such a weather nerd, too. That would be like a second job that I would love is being a meteorologist, but too much math is involved, Um, but... um, I love all aspects of audio.
0: That's really good. So, and obviously you you mentioned that, that childhood memory of yours that uh, you look back and makes you smile and was possibly the, the start of your interest in audio when you were around seven years old and you were recording yourself singing and you had your friends around and did the same thing. Was that recording onto like a, a cassette tape back in the day?
1: That was the fabulous cassette tape.
0: Nice, that's great. And do you ever, so you say you can, you can dig them out and you can still play them today. Have you ever thought of, of doing anything like, uh, especially as you, you were singing back then, have you ever thought of doing a duet with your younger self or something like that? You
1: know, that's a great idea. I haven't considered that.
0: You could you could put it into Adobe Audition. You could do the the hiss reduction on the cassette tape to to get the quality sounding good, and then uh, yeah, go for it.
1: I might have to do that today, right after this podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That'd be really good. So, well, fantastic, Amy. So we've got a bit of a background there of, uh, you know, the the production advice you've received, the the projects you've worked on and want to work on, uh, your childhood memories, and a bit of your background, not only in voiceover, but also in TV, like you say, uh, pulling down the weather maps, that's so cool, and working in radio. Just before I get on to how you're using Adobe Audition, uh, I just wanted to check with you. What what was your favourite role inside radio? Was it being on the air or was it something else?
1: Definitely production director. Um, that's where I found that I love doing voiceover. Uh, I was recording the commercials and, you know, writing and uh, producing and a little backstory. Um, the voice guy for the radio station that I was working for was in town. And I was chatting with him like, so how do you do what you do? And he goes, you mean voiceover? And I'm like, so that's what it's called? So I hadn't even heard of it before. Um and he gave me all these little great tidbits of information, and that's when I started out doing voiceover um, locally, just some local paid spots, and from there it, it flourished.
0: Well, let's get into uh, a bit more of the uh, the software and, and maybe even the tech, the gear side as well with some of your equipment. So let's start off with Adobe Audition. So we've got an overview of you are using it day in, day out to record, edit your voiceovers, save them, send them off to clients uh, around the world. But if you had to pick just one feature from Adobe Audition as a voiceover artist that is your favorite feature, what would that be?
1: Oh, yes. Let's see. Definitely the spectral display. I love that because um, I tend. Well, I've noticed that with my new mic, I um, upgraded to a Neumann U eighty seven. Yay! Um, this past year, and there's a little bit. It really picks up your sounds, and so I get a little bit more mouth noise occasionally. And man, the spectral display is just perfect for pulling those out. That's just, they're right there. Boom. You highlight it, delete it. You're good to go.
0: So what were you using, Amy, before the U87? Did you have a a, a TLM 103 or something different?
1: You know, when I first uh, went full-time in 2011 as a voiceover talent, um, I started with the blue mic. Um, and then I used that for maybe a year. And then I switched over to the Harlan Hogan microphone. And then I just kept reading about which microphone do I want. I know I want, Uh, a Neumann, but which one do I want? And after a few voiceover conventions, I was able to try out some different types. And this is the one that I fell in love with. So finally... I saved up and I got it.
0: That's brilliant. But it definitely, it does place you in a, in a different uh, spectrum or area in the voiceover field, uh, having a good quality microphone. And I, I try and stress this as much as I can uh, in my teachings is get the microphone right. Get a good quality microphone because um, there, there are so many people out there uh, that want to make voiceover their thing and their full-time passion. Um, but there are not many people that really go and get the the, the kit. That makes them sound the best. So uh, yeah, very, very important. Uh, so let's let's move on now to uh, amazing workflows and time-saving shortcuts inside Adobe Audition. Do you have any that you use on a regular basis as a voice artist to, uh, to speed up your workflow?
1: I do. Um, I have my shortcut keys um, for editing, which makes me just fly along. Um, my silencing I use um, every now and then. And of course, I have a little uh, it's, I don't really silence them completely, but uh, I bring the, the levels down in my breaths. Um, so, you know, it sounds natural as I'm reading, but then you don't hear the <sighs> breaths in there. Um, and uh, the audio volume as well. Sometimes, you know, I want something to sound a little softer or maybe a little louder at a certain point. So I have a shortcut key for that. So I definitely love my shortcut keys. That's
0: good. And do you, um, before you even hit Adobe Audition when you're recording, do you add any kind of compression or EQ, maybe using a, a mic or processor or any kind of EQ board uh, before the audio actually gets into your uh, DAW?
1: I don't. Um, however, I do use an Apollo Twin. So uh, if a client is looking for raw audio, they're receiving absolutely raw audio. But if they say, you know, add a little of whatever you do. Um, I do add a little bit of compression. And of course, um, I do remove the room noise because I do have a small amount of room noise with all my recordings. But again, Adobe Audition makes it super simple to, to catch that audio and take it away.
0: Well, let's get into uh, some of your audio resources and your gear. Obviously, uh, pride and joy of your studio is that Neumann U87. Uh, Also, the uh, Apollo Twin. That's uh, brilliant for for getting your audio into the computer. Uh, So, what other resources and gear are you using on a regular basis in your creations?
1: Well, I love my Mac. Um, I used to be a PC gal, but, you know, they say when you go Mac, you can't go back. And... I I absolutely just adore my Mac. Um, so I've got that, and I've got my Rlx in the room, uh, and my my Bose speakers. And outside of that, it's literally just adobe audition my microphone and apollo twin that make me sound like a superstar
0: really really cool i love it so uh well we have a, a great overview i'm I'm curious actually with your adobe audition editing do you ever hop over into the multitrack do you ever piece things together that way or are you usually working in waveform
1: uh, usually always 99 98 percent in just the single waveform however um I do love to get into the multi-track whenever I can. Um, Imaging is another one of my uh, fun things to do if I ever find the time to do that Um, because I did do some imaging, forgot about that, in radio. Um, And I absolutely love putting sound effects and music and uh, getting music to sync together. And it's just so much fun. So that's definitely one of the things I love to do. I just don't have a lot of time to do that as I'm busy working on Projects
0: just before i get into the uh the penultimate question uh on that on imaging and uh, you say you do some radio imaging and some mixing of music do you have any favorite uh vocal effects or strange voice changing effects that you like to use uh, when you're in your imaging mode anything that is your go-to uh, kind of make a voice sound wide or big or echoey or reverby anything in particular there that you'd use or, or do you tend to keep the voices sounding quite straight what What's your take on that?
1: Uh, definitely. When I do my radio imaging, I use a ton of the effects. And, and that's another thing. Adobe provides just a plethora of amazing effects. Um, yeah, I've used the flanger, the chorus. Um, oh, gosh. There's a stereo image effect um, that I've used quite often. Um, and then some, you know, that, that make you sound like you're on a telephone, Um Oh, yes. And I've slowed down and, you know, faded off at the end and slowed down. like, oh, like a winding slowdown, so like, day. Day. like that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs>
0: that's awesome. And yeah, like you say, you can, you can do all of that inside audition. That's that's awesome. Nearly at the end of the show, but I'd like to ask you, uh, I like to ask everyone who comes on this podcast um, who has experience and has been in the industry for a while and kind of knows how things work. Um, uh, if you were to talk now to a young and aspiring Audio producer, or maybe maybe they don't quite know yet. Maybe they maybe they do want to get into voiceover. Maybe they want to work in radio, uh, or they want to just create their own imaging uh, at home, and uh, you know uh, maybe build up a, a worldwide base of clients. Uh, but they're just getting started. Uh, they're definitely energetic. But what would be your advice to them if they're just getting into the industry now? What would you say to them?
1: Well, first of all, keep learning. Always keep learning because tech is always changing. Um. How I learned Adobe was actually by watching. Um, It's when I was in radio around 1995 or 1996, and one of the DJs was editing some audio, and I'm like, what you doing there? And so I sat there for probably a week um, in between my other duties at the radio station, just mesmerized watching, going, I can do this. I would love to do that. This is like on a bigger scale from my little recorder that I had as, as a kid. You know, you can do so much more than with a cassette. Um, so yeah, definitely. Um, if watching someone do this is good for you, then check out YouTube videos. Um, and and listen, keep your ears um, clean and uh, healthy because your ears are very important in, in hearing audio. And um, take lessons from those who have been in the business for quite a long time. Um, But yeah, just always keep learning, I think is the most important aspect of this. And practice, obviously. You want to get in there and throw some audio in and just practice editing so you can edit quickly because obviously clients normally want their projects turned around yesterday. So um, being able to edit your audio super quick and super clean and make it sound just perfect you want to practice a lot.
0: I really like that. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that final piece of advice of just practicing. Yeah, don't, you know, do spend a lot of time watching and learning from others. That's one of the best ways you can do it. Uh, obviously, like you mentioned, Amy, uh, you know, when you were learning, certainly when I was learning uh, inside a, a radio studio, you'd usually have someone that you, I guess you'd call a mentor who's who's kind of teaching you. They already know and you're learning and picking up along the way. But get into practice as soon as you can. Even if you don't think it sounds as good as someone else, uh, you, you know, you have your own stuff. You'll build your own style and put it out there. And also, I, I think that's fantastic about keeping your ears clean. Um, there has been another guest, uh, Mark Edward Lewis, who was on this show. Uh, He's a cinema sound designer. He does uh, film editing and audio editing. And he's very, very hot on uh, also saying that you should definitely look after your hearing in this industry. So um, yeah, definitely. Oh, what a great piece of advice. And uh, and just finally, to go back to your your tape recorder, but on a bigger scale, I'm going to have to stick that up as a quote on my wall that will inspire me on a daily basis. Like playing with Adobe Audition. It's like the tape recorder I used to have, but on a bigger scale.
1: It's <laughs> <That's> brilliant. <laughs> and you don't have to use a pencil to turn the... <laughs>
0: and you don't have to hold down the rewind or fast forward button halfway to get the uh, the sped up sound as well. Oh my gosh.
1: That's so true.
0: <laughs> That's cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Amy. It's It's been an absolute blast. And I'd like to know, obviously for myself, but also I'm sure there'll be others listening uh, who will have really got to know you over this 30 minutes and, and like what you do. And they'll Want to know more about you too. Uh, so where would you send them online to find out more?
1: Oh, sure. My website is ww.amiebreedlove.com, and that's A-M-I-E, B-R-E-E-D-L-O-V-E.com.
0: There you go. Amy, thanks for joining me on the show.
1: Thank you so much, Mike. I had so much fun.
0: If you want to grab the exact Adobe Audition template I use, head over to mrc.fm slash presets. That's mrc.fm slash presets, and you can grab my Adobe Audition multitrack template there. Hey, it's Mike back again, and I just wanted to let you know, as a podcast listener, to go and grab your free exclusive audio download from us here at Music Radio Creative. Just head over to mrc.fm forward slash play.